Hi, I'm Nir Ayal, and this is the Near and Far podcast. This podcast is about business, behavior, and the brain. On this show, I do a few things. I read quick articles I've written about topics shaping your behavior. I interview authors of books I enjoy, and from time to time, I devote episodes to answering your questions. If you want to ask me a question, visit the podcast page on iTunes, go to ratings and reviews, and ask me a question by leaving a review. I promise to read it and possibly include your question in a future episode, so please, ask me anything. Now, enjoy the episode, and for more, you can always visit me at nearandfar.com. The Time Management Technique That Can Work for Anyone by Near Ale, narrated by Johnny Heller. Overcoming the fear of being unavailable is essential to making time boxing stick. Too often people issue a method of bettering their life by naming the reasons it won't work for them. I can't adhere to that diet because. Using an app to find love just isn't for me because. People regularly give me similar excuses about time boxing, a powerful technique I recommend in my best-selling book, Indistractable. I, like many others, have transformed my life by using time boxing every day. In my humble opinion, as a behavioral designer for over a decade, it's the most powerful time management technique out there. But I can always find defeatists who are sure that time boxing isn't for them for one reason or another. Needless to say, that kind of thinking is not helpful. Finding the exceptions to a well-studied technique shouldn't be the rule. Rather than searching for excuses why it won't work, we should try to find ways to make it work. To do that, we have to start by asking the right questions. Instead of looking for reasons why this won't suit me, try asking, how can I adapt this to my life? Here are some ways to overcome the resistance to putting time boxing into practice and get started right away. Start small. Adopt this mindset shift. Any progress, even incremental, is progress. Many people are overwhelmed by time boxing because they can't imagine planning their day with their unpredictable schedule. Perhaps their workload fluctuates day-to-day, hour-to-hour, or even minute-to-minute, or they're at the whim of their clients or boss. But time boxing doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can take a few small steps each day. First, separate your work into two buckets. Reactive work, being on a call and reacting to others' needs via calls, texts, emails, etc. Reflective work, tasks we can only do without distractions, like planning, strategizing, writing, thinking, etc. To begin time boxing, allocate time, any amount of time, for reflective work. Even blocking off 15 minutes a day for reflective work is a great start. The rest can be reactive work based on what your job requires. Here's the key. Let others know that you are indistractable during that blocked-off time. That way your colleagues know they shouldn't approach you, schedule meetings, or expect email responses from you then. You could also plan your reflective work time before or after your hectic day begins. If you don't make time for reflective work, you'll find yourself running real fast in the wrong direction. Make the time and keep it sacred. Once you experience the benefits of having this uninterrupted time for reflective work, I'm willing to bet you'll want more of it. Proving to yourself that you are, in fact, able to focus without distraction gives you the evidence you need to start allocating more time for living the life you want. Overcome your fear of time boxing. For most people, it's not that time boxing doesn't work for them, it's that they're scared of it. They let people push them into doing things they didn't intend to do, and in a strange way, many people find comfort in being told what to do. By letting others dictate what they do, they don't have to think about how to spend their time, they can just react. 
Low performers let their entire day be gobbled up by reactive work and make no time for reflective work. Planning reflective work takes effort. It involves thinking about your priorities and values, and most importantly, making time for them in your calendar. Rather than putting in that bit of effort to make time for reflective work, low performers spend all day at the whim of emails and text messages instead of making time to think. In that case, the fear of not being constantly on call is an internal trigger, prompting them to escape an uncomfortable sensation with distraction. For example, a friend of mine didn't think timeboxing would work for him because he felt he had to respond ASAP to emails from his boss. One day he was working on an important presentation when he checked his email. Next thing he knew, he'd succumbed to the vicious cycle of distraction, losing nearly 45 minutes to do something he thought would take five. There was an email from his boss, but when I asked him if his boss would have been angry to get a response 15 minutes or a half hour later, he said he realized, of course not. He felt compelled to check email, his chosen form of distraction, only because he didn't want to work on the presentation he found difficult and didn't feel like finishing. It's important we realize that many times our reasoning that we need to be available for our boss, clients, or colleagues is just the excuse our brains tell us to help us avoid the difficult work we don't really want to do. It's not that someone actually needs us all the time. It's that we fear they do. But that fear is just a feeling. It's not always true. Even people with largely reactive jobs like nurses or call center employees can still benefit from a little planning, making at least some time in your day for reflective work and leaving the rest of the day open for reactive work will give you the peace of mind to keep moving forward. Time box fun. Who said that time boxing had to be about work alone? The beauty of time boxing is that it can be used in any area of your life. In fact, time boxing fun activities has several benefits. Time boxing leisure puts our minds at ease, knowing that time for rest and recharging is coming soon. We don't need to think about whether we'll have time to check social media or watch Netflix when we know we already have it scheduled in our calendar. Time boxing also eliminates the guilt we often feel while relaxing and gives us the freedom to be holy in the moment. You'll also take additional pleasure knowing that you're following through on exactly what you said you would do. One reason I don't like to do lists, as opposed to time boxing, is that even when people have leisure time, they feel they should be doing something on that list. With time boxing, you know that what you're scheduled to do is all you should be doing. When you time box fun, you'll see what true leisure feels like, unencumbered by the nagging feeling that you should be doing something else. Because that time is plotted in your calendar, anything else, even doing the laundry or checking email, becomes a distraction. As Dorothy Parker said, the time you plan to waste is not wasted time. Start by time-boxing one weekend afternoon. Maybe you decide to spend two hours with your family, go for an hour-long walk, or play video games. By time-boxing your free time, you'll build the muscle for using time-boxing in all domains of your life. You'll soon find time-boxing isn't something you feel you have to do, but rather a practice you want to do. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Near and Far podcast. You can always find more at my blog, nearandfar.com. And don't forget, if you have a question you'd like me to explore in a future episode, leave me your question in the form of a review for the podcast on iTunes.